Welcome to the Between Brothers Podcast. We have the king himself, King Sean Gotti in the building. What's up? <laughs> Dude over here dancing. <laughs> we have Chancellor Zero in the building. What up? And of course, as usual. Yeah, that had to do, sir. You said, huh? That hat, I ain't even seen it so just now. That's LB. Yeah, yeah, I like that hat. He don't know nothing about no My Hero Academia. He a rookie. I ain't got to know, to I just got to wear it. And of course, the Duke of Devon Aaron is laying, though, in the building. This is Between Brothers Podcast that drops every Wednesday. I don't know what time, but it starts every Wednesday. Tune in at wherever wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, we everywhere. We everywhere now. I just found that out. We on everywhere that we're literally on everywhere you, so, you listen to podcasts. Um, King Sean, my brother, how was your week? Started off by saying happy birthday to my oldest. My oldest son. I don't want to say oldest son, but he's my oldest, period. <laughs> but he's my son. <laughs> <laughs> um, Justin, happy birthday, man. 13 years old. Got a teenager now. I feel old. Hey. I already felt old. But, uh, Dang. Week was all right, man. Uh, let me tell you something. Uh-oh. I don't know if I said this on the part on the on on the uh, live on Wednesday, but I might have. So we got snow on Sunday, mm-hmm. last Sunday. It was uh-huh. actually Saturday. It was actually Saturday, yeah, Saturday night from I want to say well Saturday from twelve p.m. all the way to Saturday probably about like two or three p.m. I mean th- two or three a.m. That morning. So people had all day Sunday to shovel their driveways and all day Monday to shovel their driveways. Mm. We still got people that have ice on their motherfucking driveway, their walkways, their sidewalks, all that. And I'm letting y'all know right now, I ain't delivering no packages to them houses, okay? I'm letting y'all know right now. Y'all want to be lazy? Okay, I'm I'm gonna be lazy too, and I ain't busting <laughs> for no damn package. All right, because yeah. I actually, I actually almost bust my ass three times. Yeah, no, it's when I went to work, and actually, I wish I would have just bust my ass because it hurts more when you catch yourself. I swear to God, it hurts more when you catch yourself. I caught myself on the damn rail, and then I end up pulling my damn arm back. Stretching up my damn body, twisting around, hitting my damn knee, my damn thigh. I'm like, damn, man, now my thigh hurting. I'm like, what's going on? It's bruised. Got a bruise on my leg, too. I'm like, mm. look, y'all's package ain't worth my life. So, like I said, if you're being lazy yeah. and don't want to shovel your shit, I'm not delivering it. That's a bar. Damn, my hey. boys. <laughs> let me let me let me let me ask you this. How you know it ain't some elderly lady that got a package that just can't? Because elderly get out people there. had that shit on lock. They already had somebody paid for it. 
Oh, okay. Okay, I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't need to have that shit on the lot. Gotcha. Gotcha. Dang. Well, get well, my brother. I'm sorry that you had to go through that. Um, zero. Zero. How was your week? So. Tuesday. <clears throat> Start off with Tuesday. Trying to fix, trying to fix a hydrant, and then we have a water main break in the middle of us trying to fix the hydrant. So we had to go out, try to fix it. I'm asked to go get the ladder, and we have a, we had an air compressor. Pointless to have the air compressor, but we got it. So I, so I go to get the ladder, and I try to step off the truck. And I miss the back of the truck and I fall off the back of the truck. Mm-hmm. Like my, there is a cord that connects to the truck to, for the lights to be on on the uh, air compressor. Somehow my foot got caught in that wire and the, uh, and the trailer. So, um, yeah, I landed. Yeah, when I fell off the truck, I landed back first on the street. And like I said, my leg was caught or my foot was caught. Um, I didn't even notice until I looked the other day. I got two bruises on my, it's all my left side. As I scraped my left arm, I, um, I got like a, I got a cut on my left shin and I got two bruises on my left thigh. So I'm like, you gotta be freaking kidding me. Wednesday, I get called out. Um, I get called out, it's like around 6.30. So I get called out, my coworker took a, my coworker took a, um, a lid off a meter box. I don't know that he takes the lid off the meter box because he arrived there before I did. Because of the winter storm, they allowed us to take a truck home. So I took the truck straight there. We're about to set up. This jackass doesn't let me know that he took the meter, the lid off the meter box in 630, so it was dark outside. I literally step inside the meter box. And if I didn't and uh, fell over, it was like if I didn't fall the way that I did, something would have broke. So I so it was like so then dude looks at me, it was like, hey, are you okay? It's like, dog, you left the meter box uncovered, filled with water, and it's dark outside. Ask step in it and do exactly what I did and ask me if I'm okay again. So we had to work out there. It was it was snowing. It started snowing a little. No, that wasn't Wednesday. That wasn't Wednesday. That was Thursday. It was Thursday. Started um snowing a little. Um, some lady came out of her house and asked, "Do we need anything?" 
I was like, look, I said hot and she was like chocolate. I said, look, hot chocolate, hot shower, anything hot. Cause I'm standing there with with my hands freezing, holding a fucking flashlight at holding a fucking flashlight at like 9 30, 10 o'clock at night. Her and her son come out with cups of hot chocolate, a freaking uh, extra flashlight and asking us if we needed anything else and ask for our name so we can get uh, recognized for having to work out in the snow. So since the since the winter storm, we I was on standby the entire weekend, but I only had to go out on Friday and it snowed worse on Friday than it did on Saturday. But I didn't have to do much because it was five of us out there and only three of us were really needed. And other than that, it's been pretty relaxed. Thank goodness I didn't get called out because I, I got to rest after taking two bad falls two days in a row. Yeah, the first fall happened on Wednesday, not Thursday. I was getting my, or not Tuesday, I was getting my days mixed up. But yeah. He started working on the job, man. <laughs> <laughs> Says the one who also took a tumble. I'm saying. <laughs> nah, but, um, yeah, it was like the first fall, the second fall, it was like, you know, all right, I didn't see it. And thank goodness I fell the way I did. But the first one was much scarier because I can't, I'm coming off of a truck. So I'm like, I don't know if I'm gonna land and hit the curb. I don't know if I'm gonna land and hit my head on the street. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know if I'm gonna hit my, I'm gonna hit my head on the air compressor and they're down the street. So they don't even know that I've even fallen. They just know I'm at the truck. But thank goodness, nothing serious really happened except for a couple of cuts and some bruises. But my week was my week was filled with panic because everything wanted to start breaking when the snow when the snow is about to arrive. This is how it works. Um. So. <laughs> it sounds like both of y'all had some physically enduring, painful uh, experiences during your week. But I have <clears throat> now, as someone who's been on this podcast. <sighs> almost a year now, you have heard me state um, that of course I'm divorced uh, and have um, custody of my children. So my children go over to their mother's house on the weekends for anybody who doesn't know or hasn't heard our episode an episode of ours as of yet. But um, they go over to their mother's house on the weekend and um, we uh, we have, of course, that arrangement. Everything's been cool. Everything's been smooth uh, for the most part. We, me and my ex-wife, we really don't speak. Um, not saying like uh, 
there's any kind of bitterness on my end or whatever. You know, we've we've been divorced for eight, excuse me, eight years. And um and uh, you know, there's been some back and forth, but for the most part, I don't really speak to her just because of um like she's 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 usually a lot of drama if you start if you get too friendly with her. So for I would say seven and a half of the eight years we've been divorced, um, it's been, I don't talk to her unless it's about the kids. Uh, so I, uh, I mentioned this on the live stream Sunday, I was gonna tell this story. It happened two or Sunday, today's Sunday, Wednesday. It happened Tuesday, this particular conversation. So now there's probably going to be some people who listen to this episode and say I was wrong or whatever, but I'm going to give a, 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 a pre-story, a prequel to the, to the story. So the story I'm about to tell, I'm actually going to read you guys text a text message exchange between me and my ex-wife when it came to our children. So let me tell y'all what led up to this. So my daughter, who we affectionately call Lollipop, um, during the summertime, about August, asks me if, uh, or I get a phone call from her, or actually it was from her mother, and I pick up the phone, I'm like, hey, what's up? And uh, thinking, you know, the, there's some, maybe something going on with the kids or whatever. So, cause every time my ex-wife picks up, unless I'm at the job, if she has my kids, I always pick up. So, um, so, but it's my, it's, it's my daughter on the phone. And so she goes, Hey daddy, um, I wanted to ask if I can get something. So I'm like, I get what? She was like, well, I wanted to get a second piercing in my ear. So I was like, Second piercing for what? So then my ex-wife gets on the phone and she goes, well, she wants another hole in her ear like, like, like me. So then I instantly say, I don't know what made you believe that you saying my daughter and like me in the same sentence was ever gonna be a good selling point. So she's like, you know, so she's like, but I said in like a joking way, because of course my daughter, I don't know if she's on the phone or we're on speaker or whatever. So I kind of like laughed it off, but I was, I was kind of halfway kidding. So she goes, she goes, well, you know, she wanted to get a second piercing. She was like, I want to get a second piercing. I said, the second piercing for what? You don't even wear earrings in the holes that you have. What you need another piercing for? You'll put another hole in your ear for you just, just not wear earrings in that one too. So I said, okay, first of all, you're too young to have multiple piercings in your ear. Your body is still growing. So my compromise is if you wear earrings on a consistent basis, then we can revisit this topic in a couple of years. So she goes, okay. Her mother goes, okay. Fast forward to Tuesday. 
Um, I picked my kids up Monday, Monday night. Reason being is because when there's a Monday holiday, they spend that extra day at their mother's house. So I go there, pick them up. We drive home, everything cool. I get up the next morning, we about to leave. Lollipop is wearing her hat kind of cocked. I'm like, why the hell are you wearing a hat like that? And then I notice there's a piercing on the top part of her ear. I said, and so when she sees me see the earring, she like turns pale. She knows she in trouble. So I said, I thought we had this conversation already. And she start, she's scared, she's terrified. So I said, so did I gave you a deliberate order and you decided not to do, I said, and I also gave a compromise. You decided to not do that and go do your own thing. So I said, and you know, she's she's still been on crutches. So I said, since you're so grown, you can take your own behind to the bus stop and catch the bus. The problem was the bus was about two minutes out. It when she did when she wasn't walking on crutches, it's about a four-minute walk to the bus stop. So there was no way she was gonna make it. Now I actually take her to school since she's been on the crutches. So, but there's no way she would have made it to school. So I said, so, so of course she, she tries to catch the bus. She missed the bus. She comes home. She goes, oh, are you going to take me to school? Cause I missed the bus. I said, nah, since you are so grown, you can stay behind at home because I'm not taking you to school. I got to be at my job. So she ended up staying home or whatever. So now to the text messages and make sure they still up. Okay. So I get to my job. So the, uh, the Duchess says, she was like, well, you should take it out. I said, what's taking it out going to do? She was like, the hole's going to close up like in no time. She was like, by the time she go back to her mother, if she wants it, she's going to have to get a reappears. So I was like, oh, okay. So I take the earring out. So I said, I'm not exactly sure what you're trying to accomplish here but I'm gonna say this plainly. You and Aliana called me to ask me if she can get a second piercing. I said, no. I also said, my compromise was, if she started wearing earrings on a consistent basis, we can revisit the topic in which you agree. None of those things happen yet, you still turn around and encourage our daughter to disobey a rule that you and I came to an agreement on. This was disrespectful to me and the rules that I've established in my home, as well as the rules that we established together. This is a very unfortunate situation because there have been times when the kids were overwhelming you when they were at your place with disobedience and you asked me to come help you reinforce the rules that you set. And I did that. 
and I would never do the opposite to you. So I demand the same respect that I give to you. If you wanna get this pierced again, until I agree upon it, I will be removing them every single time she comes back to the home. All right, so I'm gonna get to the rest of the text messages in a second. Was anything I said there unreasonable? No. Okay. Uh, oh, I'll, where's King Sean at? I don't think so. Okay, but. Um, okay, so here's where it gets ugly. She says, the only thing I find unfortunate is what you perceived as respect you give me. Furthermore, do not attempt to lecture me. You're just now attempting to fill the role of a full-time parent, a role that I've been in without giving you endless speeches on how to be a father. Now, did I, in that text that I stated, did I explain to her how to be a mother? No, you just wanted respect. You wanted, you wanted the rules. Did I course. say that she was a bad mother? No. Did I say she was a good mother? No. Did I say anything about her motherhood? No. Okay. So we've read these two texts. So she made it about her. Now, one thing I'm not going to tolerate anymore, and I haven't tolerated for a long time, is people just fabricating stories in their own heads about me. Here's why I say that. In previous podcasts, I have mentioned that my ex-wife, while I had custody of my children, was collecting full child support from me. I'm not sure where what's disrespectful about that. My ex-wife, I also, when my ex-wife um, wasn't working, she said she couldn't find a job. I also helped her get her license plates back on her car because they had expired and she was unable to get it because she didn't, she couldn't afford help, uh, car insurance and also helped her get car insurance. This is my ex-wife of at this time, seven years, no, six years, because I was, um, it was before COVID. So... I, and I've also stated, me and her do not talk unless it's about the kids. There's no reason for us to discuss anything. And in all honesty, we usually don't have any much to discuss. So I'm not exactly sure where she came up. Actually, I, now she's going to get to why she said I was disrespectful to her. But I'm not exactly sure where this came from, from what I was talking about. So since you want to act like I'm disrespectful, I'm going to get disrespectful because your wish is my command. So I send three rolling laughing emojis. And, oh, I'm not sure if anybody knows this who has not listened to the podcast. I have full custody of my kids. I, I have I had shared custody of my kids. Our, our, our uh, custody agreement was 50-50. My ex-wife has never had our children full time. I want to make that clear. And as my brother who's been there every day, zero, he's been there every day through this entire process, he'll tell you, I've never been 
away from my kids. I was never a every other weekend dad or every weekend dad. I got my kids every Wednesday and every weekend. That's about half the week. And also, um, so every every Wednesday, every every Friday, every Friday, Saturday, Sunday. No, not every Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Every Saturday and Sunday. And two Fridays a month. Where, and then also with some of the other things that we had going on, the way that it panned out, we were getting the kids, I was getting the kids 50-50. So how I got my children. I play devil's advocate. That's a good question. Go ahead. What, why do you feel like you only you, I guess, have the right to decide why she deserves, uh, I guess, gets a, a no, it wasn't. They asked me. I I didn't ask. So, no, 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 so, no, 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 so no, no. Let me, let me, let me. I, I know you. I know what you're asking. Let me break it down. I didn't. They asked me to make the decision. You understand what I'm saying? So it, it wasn't my decision to make it only my decision. They made it my decision. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, they uh, yeah, because I can see they asked. They said he, it was they up asked, to me. He said no, and they were like, you know what? They were like, okay, that's fine. And like I said, we made a compromise. This wasn't about me saying, oh, you're not allowed to do that. This was something that we established, the two of us together. It wasn't a, it wasn't a me thing. So she would have got her ear pierced without asking you came home and you didn't follow that. No, it's not it's not about me being fine with it. No, I'm, I'm just asking. No, you. no, 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 that's what I'm saying. Whether I'm fine, I'm saying whether I'm fine with it or not is irrelevant because that was their decision they made. When you bring me into the decision, it's our decision. I you understand what I'm saying? I, I got you on that. I'm just asking you now, after the fact, if, hypothetically, if they would have done this situation without you and she came home with that, how would you have felt? Like I said, it it it, it would have pissed me off, but that, that that doesn't mean that I go to her and say anything to her. I'm I'm holding my daughter accountable. You understand what I'm saying? Like it, like, like I said, I don't talk to my ex-wife. We don't, we don't engage. Like for very little, and whatever she decides to do with our daughter or with our son, as long as it doesn't physically or emotionally damage them, that I'm not. It ain't that big of a deal for me. Yeah. The, she, they piss me off every day. My kids piss me off every day. They don't change nothing. You but, see what I'm saying? So yeah. it's like I said, it, it was never a. Oh, why is it? Why? Why is it my decision? I never made it my decision. They made it my decision. Or they, well, and then, like I said, there was, and also if there was a problem, if there was an objection, we should have had the handle the objection when it came up, when we were having the conversation. You don't just say yes and then months later, hoping that I forgot and then just do it on your own. That's not how co-parenting works. So, um, so, now, how I got my children full-time. My ex-wife, I don't know if she's still currently dating the guy, but she was dating a guy. And um, I went to pick my children up 
my son tells me he's not allowed to leave. So I said, why aren't you allowed to leave? And I, I'm not even sure if I told the story on the podcast. I'm just, you know, if I have, I apologize if you've heard it. But for those new listeners, this is what happened. So I said, why, why, why did you, um, why'd you leave? Or why can't you leave? He goes, oh, well, mommy's not home. So I was like, okay, so what? And he goes, well, my little brother and sister are still home. So I was like, oh, okay. So I get off the phone, about 30 minutes go by. So I call and I'm like, yo, where's your mother? Cause I'm thinking when he says she wasn't home, she ran to the store or something, you know, something that wasn't a big deal. He goes, um, I'm not, I don't know where she is. I said, well, did she tell you where she was going? She said, he was like, well, she said that she was going to be back in about an hour or two. I'm like, oh, okay. I said, well, how long ago was that? He goes, one o'clock. Now I'm picking my kids up around nine. I said, huh? I said, one o'clock when? He goes, in the afternoon. I said, no, you said, now, now I'm in disbelief. I said, no, you said four o'clock. I said, you meant four, right? He says, no, it was before lunchtime. <laughs> so I'm like, what? So um, he calls his aunt. His aunt comes, picks up the, her other two children from her second marriage. And then I pick my kids up. And then she calls me or she texts me 20 minutes later saying she was 10 minutes away. I always pick my kids up the same time every day. So I'm not exactly sure what made her think she can be an hour behind and tell me she's 10 minutes away. So I'm like, what the heck is going on? Long story short, this wasn't the first time, but my son and daughter said it was going to be the last time. They said, we don't want to live there anymore. And so my ex-wife came over, she's talking to us both of my kids with the feeling of abandonment because ever since she had got with this new boyfriend, she wasn't spending no time with them. She was, and also my son was doing terrible in school as well. My daughter's grades were falling. She's actually, you know, she does better in school. My daughter who was normally an A student was a C and D student. My son who was probably about a C student was a failing student. So there was a lot of things that came into this. And, I, and so they were like, we want to live with you, this and the other. So I made it happen. So that's how we got to this. That's how we got to me having full custody. I, I didn't do anything. I didn't dictate anything. My children asked for it. And I made it happen. So, so, um, so when she said the disrespect thing, I said, oh, I sent three laughing emojis. And I said, so all the times that you were abandoning your kids to get some dick, that was being a full-time parent. And I said, also, you have never had an issue if me and you came to a compromise of me not enforcing the rules that we and you have set together. So stop playing victim all the time. So she turns around and says, and beating your wife isn't respectful. Now, zero has been present. Zero has been present. What? Zero has been present. 
Zero has witnessed this woman assault me several times, as well as attack me with a knife. Zero, have you ever seen me put a hand on her? <laughs> to restrain her from getting No, you, you know what I mean. You know what I mean. You know what no. I mean. Have you ever seen me strike her? Uh, yo, you seen you seen the comparison between Lando and his ex-wife. Not a fuck. Yo, if he would have put hands on her, she would die. Instant hospitalization. <laughs> And I'm and as the great Tony Baker once said, the great American philosopher Tony Baker once said, I'm good from the shoulders, bro. Like I really, I'm really like that with these hands. So it's like it's now I am going to admit, I'm not gonna say I never hit my ex-wife. I'm not going to lie and say that. I'm not gonna lie and say that on, on these airwaves. But when I did, I'm gonna tell y'all this story. I we were we had our first apartment. I was about 19 years old. We were about 19 years old, the two of us. Um, we were arguing, going back and forth. She shoves me and slaps me. And I said, don't put your hands on me. And she goes, I don't have to put my hands on you. And spits in my face. And I slapped her. I, like I said, I own up to my, I'm not perfect. I own up to my flaws. But... The fact that she felt like she was a battered wife from a slap 14 years ago, one year into our relationship, and never got assaulted again for another eight years. We were together for nine years. Eight years. I'm trying to find out where's the battered wife part. My ex-wife, we went to court. She has no... Hospital bills, no images, no videos, no nothing to me assaulting her ever. No witnesses, no nothing. And if I'm the one who's admitting my what I've done, if we ever went to court and I was like, no, I never hit her, she would never win that case. But I'm willing to admit my mistakes. That was a mistake I made as a teenager. But all I know is when it comes to us, there's one of us has been to jail for assaulting their significant other twice. And it ain't Lando. I'm just gonna put that out there. So she goes, don't being your wife isn't respectful and don't text me no more unless it has something to do with the kids. Now, let me ask y'all this. Was my initial text message not about the kids? I've, I swear, I will give y'all my phone. You won't see a single text message that has me talking to her about anything else but our children. Anything else. And I literally have every text message that we've had, we've exchanged over at least the last year. So I said, I've never texted you about anything other than the kids. And I also didn't beat you. But you were still out here being a hoe though. This whole thing has always been about the kids, but you made it about you so we can make it about you. I don't care about how you feel and nor do I care about what you got going on. This is about our children. 
she repeats the text message. And then I said, if you can't show the capability of co-parenting, then we can revisit this in court. Until then, if we agree to do things with our children, we need to enforce them, not the thing that you did. This has always been about Aliana. So, except for focusing on her, how about you focus on your insurance company because our daughter is still four weeks past due for the MRI because of your insurance mistakes. So that was the end of that text message. She also, after that, she decides that she wasn't gonna pick up the kids this weekend and then it is what it is. So that was my story. Do either of y'all want to chime in before we get to these podcast topics? Nah. King Sean? Ain't no need to chime in. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, I mean, I mean, if I was wrong, tell me. No, 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 no. I, 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 I wanted to play your role. You always played those advocates. I don't want to play oh that no, yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, no. You, you know, you know. I, like, you do exactly how I do too. It ain't that we necessarily disagree, but there is another conversation to be had. So, and I appreciate you for that. Um, yeah, that but yeah, that conversation is these topics. <laughs> but um, but again, I have no, I have no, I have no animosity with my ex-wife or anything like that. I am living a good life. I make more. I'm, I make good money. I have uh, I have a you know the Duchess who adores me. I have a baby who is the most cocoa, the most puffy thing on the entire planet who adores me. I got two extra kids who adore me as well as I got my kids full time who adore me. Whatever my ex-wife got going on, I wish her nothing but the best, but in all honesty, I'm just gonna be real. It really hasn't worked out for her, but that's her decisions that she made, not mine. Um, but to these topics, man, we just watched a hell of a game. Fourth quarter, overtime, Pat Mahomes, touchdown, Travis Kel the Travis Kelsey, Pat Mahomes connection once again. The Stefan, Stefan Diggs had a good game, but it was Gabriel Davis, the star of the show for the Buffalo Bills. Josh Allen has proven me wrong as being, I haven't really thought of him as an elite quarterback. Now I do. And, um, and we're going to go over that whole slate of games. Me and King Sean went on the live stream this past uh, Thursday, and uh, he went two and two. I went three and one. Um, Tennessee fumbled it for me, uh, and King Sean had all the AFC or all the uh, all the Saturday games right, but unfortunately, <laughs> the Sunday games wrong. But um, but it was funny because when we were on the live stream, and I started like talking about the 49ers, and King Sean at first was on the Packers, and he was like, man, forget them, man. I'm going with the Niners. Because, <laughs> you know, and of course, as you start bringing things up and everything like that, of course, you know, things can change your mind or whatever. Because I was even on that with um, with Tennessee. He was talking about, you know, Joe Thorough. 
And I just stuck with my, I just stuck with my guns and I wish I would have changed my damn mind <laughs> when he was making a compelling argument with the, with the Bengals. So, um, but, uh, but it was a good Sorry, week um, of football, but um, what are y'all thoughts on the games? Um, Zero, I'm going to start with you because we haven't heard any of your football commentary all week. You know, you was on the live stream. So what'd you think of the, of the, um, of the games? Um, um, the Packers game, the Packers game surprised me, not, not due to the outcome, even though I thought the Packers would go all the way. It was not the out, not necessarily the, um, how low scoring the game was, was the surprising thing to me. Mm. Um, what's it called? The Bengals titans game i just i mean i don't i hate the titans as a jaguar fan i hate the titans but i just couldn't believe that the titans would um it's it it damn it damn near felt like they backed into the one seed well they definitely did that so so when so with that it was like they're the least convincing one seed and i thought no matter who it was that would have played them they would have lost that's just how that's just how mm. i felt it's not even just because of my hate my hatred for the titans it's just you were getting derrick henry back i understand derrick henry's a monster but still that's a long time and and yeah that's a long time not playing football and practice isn't going to make me believe that you are absolutely ready to uh get back in the game yeah to get back to where you need to be um every game like the bills game wasn't surprised to me because i thought that was going to be a shootout i didn't think it was going to go into overtime but i thought it was going to be a shootout I mean, it still was a shootout. No, 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 no. I'm saying I thought it was a shootout. I thought it was a shootout, but I didn't think it would go into overtime. I thought oh, it was just going to be in re- it was gonna be regulation. That was it. Um, well, it, it should have been. It should have been. <laughs> That's the sad thing. <laughs> if they, if they, if they would have uh, tried to, you know, do, like we were talking about before the game started, do that squib kick. They they might actually won because they would drain more time. And the um, the Rams Buccaneers game, it was what I ex- that was also what I expected. Really, you expected the the Rams to kind of come out as hot as they were and everything. I did Yeah, I yeah. Um, because the uh, because the Rams look, it's the basically it's the Stafford Cup show, and I think. And I think, um, and I think when when uh, Matthew Stafford and the Cooper Cup are on their game, when they're cl- when they're on the same page, they start quick, fast, and in a hurry. And it's like you know, Tom Brady did Tom Brady things, but it just wasn't enough. Yeah. But yeah, but that's that was my thoughts. It's like, it, um. Do they need AB? Huh? Do they need Antonio Brown? No, they don't need Antonio <laughs> Brown. Speaking of which, he gonna be on the I am athlete tomorrow. 
Yeah, I'm gonna uh, watch that. I actually, I actually haven't watched a single episode of um, I Am Athlete, but I'm going to because um, um, one, it's a good podcast when I see like their topics and stuff. But two, um, I want to hear what the hell was going through his mind. Yeah, but those were my uh, those are my thoughts because out of all the games that I thought, the only one I would have been wrong on was the. Uh, would be the Packers game because, like I said, I had the Packers going all the way to the Super Bowl and losing to Kansas City. Yeah. Um, King Sean, my brother, your thoughts on the games? Watch the Bucks game, but when I seen the score, I was still watching. It pissed me off because I was right. That's not very good. <laughs> Why though? Y'all don't like my transfer, man. Matt Stafford, Matt Stafford, whatever the fudge his name is. <laughs> I don't like that, man. Yo, man, what did I tell you about? Hold on, he got he just he just earned, he just re-earned his nickname back. What the fuck he did? What did I tell you about that new goat? <laughs> Yo, did, just because you named him that he gonna lose? Like, what about Cooper? Did Cooper Cup? Um, was that the second most yards in a season? What he finished with? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Isn't that crazy that Matthew Stafford? It was a quarterback for yep. two players that have the set number one, number two most yards in, in league history in a single like, season. Makes you makes you start questioning: Is it the receiver or is it? Matthew Stafford. He's definitely the receiver. Man, this look, stop hating. I look, I like Matthew Stafford. Like I said, I I, I, I deemed him the new goal the second he got to LA. So, but uh but when it comes to Matthew Stafford or when it comes to those other two guys, I think there's some mutualism in it. But um but uh it's it is proof that he he really just kind of targets one guy. Like, but also a lot of it probably had a lot to do with um Robert Woods getting hurt too. That probably, you know, because I mean, of course, Odell Beckham ended up coming on and being pretty good, but you know, that was his most comfortable target. And um, and I, I want to say, because Cooper Cup, is he a slot receiver or or he, he plays on the outside? I haven't. I haven't really watched. He plays. Him he plays everywhere. Yeah, he was in. Yeah, he's um, but he's, he's mostly. mostly a, uh, he's mostly your slot though. Yeah, mostly. Like, he, he, well, I don't say he's mostly slot. He do mostly work inside the numbers. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. 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 Okay. So he's yeah, a, he, he's um, he's the rich man version of uh, of Wes Welker. Then just call him Cooper Cup. Then <laughs> he's, a, he's a, the rich man version. <laughs> normally, is a poor man. <laughs> I'm changing the narrative, man. I'm changing the narrative. Okay, cool, yeah. man. Nah, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't say he was a poor man when he's better. <laughs> when he's actually better. <laughs> okay, I didn't say he was. I didn't say he was trash when I really meant he was good. I say he's a rich man because he's the he's he's uh 
He's rich out here. He's getting them rich numbers. <laughs> but Cooper Cup is a beast, though. Um, but also, all, another thing, Cooper Cup wasn't putting up these numbers with Jared Goff, but he was always putting up good numbers. So, but of course, he has a better quarterback, so his numbers going to be better. Um, yeah. You, why are you making that face? You think you think he's you think you think uh, you think oh boy, uh, um, Jared Goff is as good as um, Matthew Stafford. Jared Goff got him to a fucking Super Bowl. Stop playing with Jared Goff. But I mean, we don't know. We don't know we don't how. Know. You know, we still in the playoffs. We still in the playoffs. The Niners gonna bust the Rams' ass. Yes, they are. Yes, they year. are. Yes, they are. I'm going the third with the time Niners. this year. Come I'm on going now. with the. You know, I'm going with San Francisco. Rest in peace, Stephen Campo. That was his team. I've been rocking with San Francisco this year. The Niners this year. are gonna bust their ass. Yeah, Kyle right. Shanahan kind of owns the Rams. So yeah, or not, yeah, yeah. not just not just not actually specifically the Rams. Sean McVay, he owns them. Um they, they I think he's he has a really good record against them. Saying that golf got them to a yeah, got them to a Super Bowl Man. with the defense that they had is like saying what's that conversation the Ravens was over, got no, it's like saying the Ravens <laughs> When they got won the Super Bowl man. was because of because uh, of Trent Dilfer. He's like, you know, that's a lie. <laughs> like, you know, that's right. a lie. So, Trent, hey, hey, Trent Dilfer did. Uh, Trent, Trent Dilfer got the job done. But anyways, big um, cliche. Tony Banks could have did the same thing too, <laughs> but he didn't. But he didn't. But he didn't uh, get the opportunity. But uh, because he was trash. <laughs> I mean, we already know Tony Banks was always trash. I don't know how he became a starter in this league. How he but, became um, the third overall pick in this draft? You know, let's shut up. <laughs> uh, with um, I know you were kind of you know you were on the Buffalo side of uh of that game. Um, what'd you think? What'd you what'd you ultimately think of that game? Um, now that it's over. I'm going to be honest with you. If I had to do the 2018 draft over, Josh Allen would be the number one overall pick. Who 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 was – was that the Baker Mayfield draft? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Josh Allen would be the number one overall pick. Uh, Josh Allen would have been the number one overall pick in that draft if he went any if he went to any other school except for Wyoming. That's what I think. You know, (laughs) you know, you know, on some real junk. I actually don't believe that because Josh Allen, Josh Allen would, and even at times during the regular season, has been a very sporadic passer. I think that's what more hurt his draft stock than the school that he went to because he was a 50 some percent passer in college that usually don't translate to being a, a high 60 percent passer in the nfl no but i but um i but um what's it called i even feel like even with college for certain players not every player who who you also play with matters and who's to say that if he had folks that were like five-star recruits and went to a big school and had better coaching if he would have still been the more 
he would still be the sporadic quarterback he was in college. Like I don't because um, it's it's always hard to it's always hard to gauge that because you get you what you see is what you get because of where he went. I'm gonna push back on that because he's so athletic. You know, you know, in college when you when you're an a uh, 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 fantastic athlete like he is, they don't really care much about your throwing skills and developing your throwing skills to get to the NFL level. So that's why you know, look at look at a look at a Cam. Newton. His selling point was his was his arm strength. It wasn't necessarily his athleticism. No, that he could that, throw it through a brick wall. That was that was his that was his that was his best trait. But his athleticism was on his scouting report. And like I said, you're not. Uh, there's been a lot of big, strong arm guys who are athletes who were who when they went to the NFL you can see the 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 huge um inaccuracy gap uh prime example probably the closest example is cam newton he went to a big school they they use his athleticism that he had he, cam newton also had a powerful arm but they didn't develop his passing skills in auburn and he was forced to develop his passing skills in the nfl and just when he started, when he got, actually got a coach that could really buckle him down passing-wise, he got the shoulder injury, and he hasn't been the same since. So uh, Josh Allen, I think I think Josh Allen is one of those players, he was drafted to the right team. I don't think he does what he does if he – I mean, I understand if we do the draft all over again and, you know, how they should rank. Uh, I think that's more what yeah. we're talking about than him necessarily being drafted to the Browns. I don't think the Browns develop him the way that the Bills develop him. Because you also got to remember when he came to the league, his first two years, he was a 50% passer. He was barely, he was on Tim Tebow level with his accuracy. So, you know. Yeah, um, yeah, I already know accuracy wasn't really a strong, wasn't really a, yeah. a, a strong trait that he had. Exactly. And most players don't develop accuracy but, in the NFL. But that's why, I, but I was just thinking better coaching in college probably would have swayed it more so than playing at a school like uh, Wyoming. Uh, what what was the co- who's the coach that just got to um USC? Lincoln Riley. Um I think if he went there, I think if he was if he went to Oklahoma, I think there would have been you you probably would have a more valid point. But I just think like most of these college coaches they they just use no, what, that's what why, you're already that's good why, at. That's why yeah. I was saying you what you see is what you get because it's easy to project it even yeah, it's easy to reject. It said you know, better coaching. It's always easy to reject that. But yeah. he got, but he went where he went. And we got what we got. So it is what it is. Gotcha, um, King Sean. What you? Uh... <laughs> it's been a long day for my brother. Man. You don't work on Sundays. <laughs> <laughs> that don't mean he ain't had a long day, man. That don't mean he ain't had a long, long day. day man. I'm sorry, man. Super I'm sorry. Long day. And then we then we watched the game. We watched the game and we got started with the podcast <laughs> yes. much later than we usually do. I apologize, King Sean. I'm a, I gotta keep some... I gotta keep I gotta keep him engaged. I, gotta I just told y'all it was his son's birthday too. I'm telling y'all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So I know it's your son's birthday, but nigga, you better get you some ginseng. 
Yeah, I'm gonna keep him engaged. Hey, look, hey, look, hey, look, we're not ready at eight for y'all. Hey, hey, I was ready. You should have, you should have let us know, like, hey, you know, let's go ahead and run with this now. That's because I I thought that's how I was like, oh, he must be, he must be thinking about the live stream. I was chirping. I was over here trying to play that game just to, you know what I'm saying, not relax too much. <laughs> you should have took that nap, man. No, nah, but uh, all right, so so I, I'm just going to give – I'm going to be real quick since, you know, we got King Sean a little exhausted today. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he, a little. <laughs> that hey, man about the to pod, eat table. The, 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 <laughs> pod, the, the, the name of the podcast is nodding off. <laughs> Yo, for real, for real, we have These too many titles. We have too many me, titles at after me. <laughs> too many in a row. In a row, I think we on a street for like five. Yo, yo, at least, at least. Nah, we didn't. What's it called? <laughs> look, look, nah, we, the last one was for the uh, can... Drake thing. Hey, look, I don't care. That's what we go about. We go, to go. Yeah, we get. Oh man, technically that was a that was a King Sean expired t- uh, title because he was talking about the hot size the hot sauce package. So, <laughs> so he is he's in the inspiration for the title work here at the Sweet Brothers podcast. But um, just gonna go real quick. Um, my thoughts on my thoughts on Tennessee versus Cincinnati. F Ryan Tannehill. My thoughts on um, San Francisco uh, and Green Bay. Front runner Rodgers fails again, and San Francisco. Uh, let's keep going, man. Let's let's win it for Campo. Runner fucking Rodgers. <laughs> Get out of Green Bay, you fucking. <laughs> oh, he, he look look. Then he like, oh, I, I ain't trying to dictate, dictate nobody's futures. Oh yeah, you leaving? If they would have won a Super Bowl, they would have kept him. But the fact that they didn't. Yeah, he leaving. He he's gone. He's, he's gone. He's gone. <laughs> yes, um, he's gone. <laughs> he's gone. Uh, um, Tennessee and Tampa Bay. I didn't get to hey, watch you, the game. You probably I was, could yeah. sing real good, man. Damn, I see you over there you trying to show off. <laughs> <up. laughs> <laughs> uh, Tampa no. Bay and um, um, and I didn't get to watch the game because I was at the job. But um, the the Rams the Rams actually, to be honest, I, I mean I bet on the Rams to win. I was I kind of hedged on 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 a, also bet on Tampa Bay, but uh, that game kind of went um, as it should have. Tampa Bay because they had so many injuries, um, taking a long time to really get settled, and uh-huh. and the Rams kind of starting out fast. But then on the other side with the second half, um, the Rams that them having to play Monday night. Then Sunday afternoon, I think in the second half, caught up with them. And of course, Tom Brady being Tom Brady. But unfortunately, Matthew Stafford, the new GOAT, did his thing. Um, uh, <laughs> but um, but with that being said, so uh we're gonna switch off of sports and go to two fairly serious um topics and um I don't want to be too long on this, but I think I, I think with these topics, it might get get long. The first one I want to talk about is um, Charlamagne. The guy was on the Breakfast Club the other day, 
and he had mentioned uh, that the Bible may be outdated for today's climate. And he said the, the Bible would be canceled in today's climate, let's say if it came out today instead of however many thousands of years ago it did. And I'm not, you know, uh, I'm not sure how often you gentlemen read the Bible or, you know, or really know the Bible. And I'm not going to act like I know it that much either. But Charlemagne the God, I think what it, some of the things he was saying, because I heard, I heard it more in depth on the podcast, on these podcasts of Brilliant Idiots, um, of how much, you know, of him pulling scriptures out and saying like, this would be, this wouldn't go with in today's climate. This couldn't go in today's climate. And as somebody who does read the Bible and tries to have an understanding of the Bible, and also I'm not, I know he was grew up Jehovah's Witness and things like that, but he was pulling certain things from the Bible and he's always said context matters, but he left out a lot of context. And I think I think he I, I think I've heard that they get like 500 to a million um, downloads every episode or a month or something like that for their podcast. And of course, where our podcast is nowhere near as large. But um, even with that, I think it's okay to talk about that on a podcast versus on a nationally syndicated radio. And I'm not sure if he was being satirical or joking or anything like that. Um, I, but it's one of those things where I feel like doing it on the radio is a little bit more irresponsible because when it comes to the Bible, I'm not saying the Bible doesn't have, you know, things that, that, um, that don't sound well in it, but it is a good, um, bar. It is a good bar to set when it comes to something to thrive for, there's a lot of stories in there. There's a lot of lessons in there. And I don't think that there are certain things that, um, you know, can be taken as literal as maybe some people may. But um, personally, I don't think that the Bible, the lessons in the Bible, I don't think they're outdated. Um, and uh, so, but like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm not a religious nut. Or anything like that, um, but I do believe that when when I've things that I've read in the Bible, that when it was explained to me in the church, I understand where Charlemagne was co coming from. But then when I read it myself, except for little excerpts, then I'm like, oh, there's actually there's actually a lot more behind this. Um, what do y'all do? Y'all think the Bible should be updated for today's climate? Nah, I'm not a big believer in the Bible. Gotcha. So that was the wrong person to ask. Nah, I don't think so. It's like this isn't. It's like the Bible ain't no damn app that you just have to upload. Yeah, that you gotta. Uh, that you gotta. Or go, getting a phone upgraded every six months or some shit like that. It's like, look, there may be certain things that you don't agree with, but like you said, the lessons that come from it are still relevant even today. Because mm -hmm. what was it? Even even I, when I got my phone upgraded today, we were, I was talking to the guy. Um, the guy oh, you got a new PCS. phone? Yeah. 
Yo, this oh. dude think he fancy, man. Fancy. I ain't trying to hear none of that. Oh, you so got a new phone, Pro too? Max. Yeah, 13 Pro Max. Yeah, I'm about to come run up in the house. No, no, no. He, he, the he the one that's fancy. Is an eight hundred dollar <laughs> phone, dog. Look, like I said, uh, y'all, Pro, y'all got Pro y'all Max got about twelve hundred. I don't know how many gigs right? he got, but that about twelve. Yeah, he got uh, he probably got the lowest amount of gigs. Five <laughs> twelve. Oh, that thing about nine is seven hundred. I know, right? So we were talking. Yeah, we were talking, and the guy was bringing a Bible scriptures that were completely relevant today, and was like, but yeah, in the book of Isaiah. Like he was just going through this like a book of I think Romans 9 and Romans 11, I believe. He was going through all these Bible verses that were completely relevant on how the landscape is today. It's like just because just because you may not understand it because of how the wording, because I know the wording really gets to people. It's like we don't I don't talk like this. So how am I supposed to understand something, understand this if I don't talk like this? Mm-hmm. But the lessons are still there, the scriptures that are relevant today, but people don't pick it, pick up the book and actually read it because, you know, they much, it's like, they much rather, uh, it's like, instead of picking up a Bible, reading it and trying to understand it, they much rather go on uh you know, go on Instagram or YouTube and watch uh, fight videos, and because that's more that's more their speed than actually trying to learn some shit nowadays and trying to learn, yeah, trying to basically trying to feed your brain, yeah, trying to feed your brain with um with extra yeah with the knowledge that is needed, not not stuff that I don't know how to word it, but. Folks would much rather, yeah. Folks would much rather be distracted by dumb shit than actually try to try to gain knowledge on important things. And so let me ask you this: You say you don't really believe in the Bible. Um, expand on that. Like I feel like the, the Bible contradicts itself. I feel like Christianity in itself and the and the like contradicts itself sometimes. Like as far as like God's words everlasting, why there's so many different versions of the Bible. Why mm-hmm. is somebody else's interpretation of God's word when God's word is everlasting? It shouldn't be nobody else's interpretation. It should be mm-hmm. God's word mm-hmm. it's everlasting. Mm-hmm. Number one. Mm-hmm. Um, there's other reasons too, like that. I like I just watch on how it contradicts itself on YouTube. Like I can't go off the top of my head right now. No, that's cool. It's, it's cool. Sad, but yeah, it's it, it's just contradictions. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm not mad at that. I just wanted, I just wanted you, you know, especially for the people, this is the audience, because you, um, I don't want them to get confused, because uh, in podcasts in the past, you have mentioned about God and prayer and things of that nature. I didn't want people to get confused if, if they're longtime fans who've heard episodes before. I believe in God. Yeah, that they didn't, they didn't confuse the two things. So that I just want to be like, yeah, you are a God believing person um is just you know you don't necessarily have to believe in the bible to be a god believing person but i just wanted people to understand that yeah, um, because people will live people will more likely hear it and take it for face value instead of actually trying to dive deeper into thing yeah deeper into it because yeah now because a wealth of, <laughs> seems like a wealth of knowledge nowadays just doesn't click with a lot of people they must 
Yeah. So, um, here, I, 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 you know, I, I, me personally, I'm, I'm somebody who believes that there, there are a lot of lessons in the Bible that are here. And I'm just going to, I didn't write them down, but there are, um, a couple of answers. I'm just kind of, or things that he was mentioning. I'm just spitting them off the top of my head. Uh, there was a verse about, um, how a woman shouldn't have authority over a man. And so he was like, so Charmaine was like, so women can't have like equal rights or this, then the other. And um, authority over a man is one thing. Um, and I'm not exactly sure what, what, the, what the interpretation of authority would be um, as far as what he was thinking. Um, like your wife or your your significant other, you know, if you um, or I, let me just put leave it as wife. Your wife is going to be able to tell you things that mo nobody else can. That doesn't necessarily mean she has authority over you. She's going to be able to give you guidance that nobody else can. That doesn't mean she has authority. So I, I'm not exactly sure, um, but of course, men traditionally lead the household or they're the head of the household. Um, or they say like the man is the head, the wife is the neck. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like you can't, you can't do you if you just shoulders and if you just shoulders and head and you gotta turn like this. You ain't going nowhere, man. You ain't going nowhere. You you yo, you got my man torso strong as a motherfucker. Yo, you you know what I'm saying? So it's like <laughs> there's there there's um di there's disadvantages to not having a neck or not having I've I've used this um analogy that um uh uh, I've <laughs> <I can't laughs> so, so casually <clears throat> not having the neck. <laughs> well, I've used this analogy that um men they tend to be like because they say they're the head of the household that means they're at the top. But I actually believe that men are the foundation of the household and the women are the roof, and then because they cover everything, they cover everything that the man supports. So I, I believe that to be true, but that, but there's context to that, that scripture of the Bible, a lot of his stuff he was saying was old Testament. So it really has, there's Christianity involved, but Christian Christians more lean towards the new Testament. Mm -hmm. But, uh, but um, like that's that scripture, as far as women not having authority over men, it came from, the uh the bible or the uh the adam and eve story that was eve's and women's punishment because I was of about to say what happened to rib of my rib huh what yeah. happened to rib of flesh of my flesh rib of my rib exactly so that was that was god's punishment to eve and women in general because of her listening to the serpent which a lot of people, the serpent is one thing. I'm just gonna say the Bible actually never says the serpent is Satan. I'm I'm just going to say somebody who has read the Bible, the I think pastors need to stop saying that. The Bible never says Satan is a serpent. So I don't think Satan is bad. He, he I think he's misunderstood. 
No, I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, you could say that he's probably a little bit of both. Seriously, though, for real for him. Yeah, I ain't mad at that. Um, there was one, there was one scripture he brought up when it came to slaves, and they use this particular scripture a lot in um, um, the Nate Parker movie. Uh, damn, and I went to the movie theater to watch it. Well, I can't think of the name of this movie. Um, oh, shoot. Birth of a Nation. Birth of a Nation. And um, the scripture says something like, slaves should obey their masters and things of that nature. And a lot of, and even like a lot of these woke brothers, they point to that scripture about, and you know, um, Andrew Schultz on the podcast, he was like, well, back then, slavery wasn't like what American slavery is. Like, it was usually prisoner of war thing, or it was a debt. You were paying off a debt to somebody, so you had to work off your debt. So you technically were their slave or their, you know, servant for a long time. But in that in that same scripture, in that same scripture, if you read the whole thing, it also says slaves masters shouldn't do what american slave masters and caribbean slave masters did to their slaves they didn't say they can treat them as property they didn't say well actually they weren't really treating them as property because they took better care of their property than they did the slaves so they 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 weren't they weren't allowed to beat them assault them um things of that nature i'm gonna i'm gonna try to post the uh the full scripture of uh of the bible uh or, or of that particular thing and those are just a couple of notes that um or a couple of things that he had brought up on the podcast i'm not sure if he brought it up on breakfast club because i had to um i ended up going back in the house uh you know with with uh with coco puff oh no no not with coco puff to get ready uh for my job and everything like that so i didn't listen to the whole thing but uh, but I know he elaborated more on the podcast, so I was able to listen to him on the podcast. But um, but there's like there's so many things that it was just like context is removed from it. You know, like Charlemagne says a lot. Oh well, the Bible says you shouldn't eat pork, and then when you when you break it down or when you look at it, uh, you know, in the New Testament it says, you know, as long as you bless your food, you can eat it. All things are clean if you bless them. Mm-hmm. But then also back then, if you ate pork, you died. Like you generally, and also the way you have to cook pork in order for it to be edible for you not to get sick. It's not a, it wasn't a bad, it wasn't a, now, of course, maybe you could say that was misguided, but in order for you to not get sick from pork and people still get sick from pork, people still get sick from the so-called the deemed unclean foods, you can you can say that he you can you can say even that nowadays is still relevant. No, so there's people get sick from you know certain foods and in all kinds of things, and a lot of those foods were in the Bible deemed unclean. You know, so it's just it, it, uh, it's a multitude of things that you got to consider, and I think that I think that people should actually read the Bible except for getting excerpts of the Bible from either their pastor or radio hosts or people who are trying to debunk the Bible or anything like that. Um, and I, again, I, I'm not acting like the Bible is everything. 
I do believe God is everything, but I don't believe that the Bible is everything. But there are a lot of lessons in the Bible that is like, whoa, you know what I'm saying? Like, man, if shoot, the book of Proverbs, there's a there's a scripture in the book of Proverbs that don't to not, you know, pretty much not to commit, not to be with a promiscuous woman. You know, promiscuous woman, of course, is somebody who cheats on their husband, or it could lead to your death. How many dudes get killed because they get caught sleeping with another dude's wife? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, come on now. Like, it, it's, it's, like I said, it's, it's all different types of things and things of that nature. But I just kind of wanted to touch on that. Anybody who, you know, comment your thoughts um, in, 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 uh, in our Facebook group and however you listen to the podcast, if there's a cop- comment you section. You all going to jail, though. You said what? Don't tell you your ass going to jail right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, but you know, like, and even still, thou shalt not kill. So if you do kill somebody, you suffer, you suffer those consequences as well. Eye for an eye. Like I said, there's a lot of different things involved in that. So you know, and there's there's layers into it that we don't really have time to really break break down everything like that. But um, but I wanna I wanna switch to this last topic for the evening. Um, I had posted a video in our Facebook group, and uh. It was a man. I'm not sure if he was a homosexual. He kind of had that homosexual demeanor, very feminine demeanor. And um, he was talking ill about black men. So long story short, he was saying that black men weren't equipped to lead and that they only wanted leadership because they wanted to be like white men. Um, and, uh, of course, when you watch the video and things of that nature, or if you look at the comment section, there's a, there's a bunch of women who of course agree with this young man. And, um, it's, it's unfortunate that the black community is so misguided even still today. And, um, and uh, like, I mean, there were so many women like, oh, I don't see no men commenting on here. I don't see no men uh, uh, saying that he's wrong. And they're like, oh, he's speaking 100% facts and this, that, and the other. And of course, you know, like a guy like Kevin Samuels, though I, I'm, I'm kind of neutral with him. I agree with him on some things, disagree with him on some things. So I'm fairly neutral with him. But a guy like Kevin Samuels would completely wreck everything that he said. You know what I'm saying? Like he would literally pick it apart, like 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 pulled pork barbecue. Like it would have been, it would have been, he would have been food. You know what I'm saying? Um, That's what but uh, pulled pork barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, shoot. Uh, let me see if I can. I, I probably should have been better prepared for this, but let me see if I can maybe pull that video back up. Um, and I'm gonna see how long it is, and maybe I might play the whole thing through, or just um, or just uh, or just just um, just kind of talk about what I remember from the video. Um, but yeah, it was a uh... all right. Let's see how long this video is. All right, the video is two minutes, two minutes and 30 seconds long. So I'm going to play 
this quickly. What exactly do y'all stand for? What are your goals and objectives? You know what? It seems pretty bold to ask something like that, seeing as how the only thing on most straight black men's resume is audacity. Y'all are literally the least qualified out of anybody in this country to lead somebody, but y'all always want to be in the front. But you know what? It's a special place in hell for a bitch like you that causes the entire community of people. Out of every subsection of the black Uh, Oh, yeah. Oh, believe me. I got you. I got you. I got you. He's saying, yo, yo. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Hmm. Oh yeah, we about to rip. That's what I'm saying. We about to rip this dude apart. Um, Poor poor. (laughs) Are the least educated and the most incarcerated? Please tell me what qualifies you besides the dick between your legs to lead somebody into anything. Y'all always want people to breathe life into y'all, but at this point, it's just pure necromancy because we have no more life to give. Y'all suck the life out of every fucking thing. I mean, let's call the thing a thing. Y'all want to be white men so fucking bad. Y'all see white men at the heads of their household, and y'all can't even get a household to be the head of. Asking women questions like, what do they bring to the table when you don't even own your table? You rent it. Hell, that's even if you do rent it, because it's probably in your mama name. I mean, if we could call the thing a thing, y'all are the common denominator out of every issue that we have in the black community. Y'all are literally the root cause. Blame black women for fatherless behavior, but then fail to realize that the father is the person that you're not blaming. Y'all blame men for being gay and say, yo, you grew up without a father. Do you see how you just pointing back to the issue? Y'all blame women for having too many kids as if they made them kids by themselves. You keep pointing back to the issue. I'll be wanting people to hold y'all down, but at the same time, if they too good at it, then they too independent. Then you want to say, oh, you mad at your daddy, boy. They kind of don't. Maybe what y'all should start considering is that maybe our community is meant to be matriarchal. Mm-hmm. Y'all just can't accept it because it doesn't fit into what the white man has told you to believe. You're trying to do everything that the white man does, but you're just trying to do it in black. It's literally the same white shit. Man. I you mean, know. y'all are the most homophobic, the most misogynistic, oh. the most transphobic, the most colorist, the most nah, sexist. No, like, no, no, I'm saying we're going to rip into it. And you are the most likely I'm to date outside like of your race. Y'all are a walking contradiction and a walking joke, and it's not funny. I always want to talk about breaking generational curses and building generational wealth, but you don't even have life insurance. Anytime you die, we got to do a damn go fund me. Y'all can't even die right. I've been trying to stick this square peg in a round hole for centuries, and it just doesn't work because you're not meant to be the head of the household. You were never meant to be. That's why the shit doesn't work. All right. What the hell does that even mean? Boy, you wanted to talk so bad, boy. You wanted to have an opinion so bad, boy. <laughs> like, you know, does he does he know that um that men that a lot of men aren't weren't in the household because of the fact that and that the black woman is the only one that's made that's um that's looked at in the uh, any community as the head because of what they did during the eighties with welfare. Like I, I always point to the thing. I always point to this lyric, Lupe Fiasco's um, ghetto story. And Lupe said in the first verse, he said, um, <clears throat> "The family is a um, the family structure suffers." And he was talking about um, welfare. He said, um, "The left with only the mother, the family structure suffers." Because welfare made it that your um, 
it's a public aid made it that your father couldn't stay. He had the part then. So fam, so the so when the black man was the head of the household, welfare made it to where the black man couldn't stay in the home. So now the mother is the one that has to take care of everything because you're you don't get our government assistance unless the man in the house is gone. So these so uh, so all these fathers that you say yeah so all these families that you turn around and say that the fathers aren't there anymore or aren't there and it's pointing back to the problem. It's like you want to be the white man so much. It's like the one white man's not getting kicked out of his home for welfare and shit, yeah, for welfare stuff. It's like he's, you're not separating him from his family. Black families had to be forced to do this. They had to be forced to in order for, in order for you to get help because black men more, more so couldn't get it. Yeah. Couldn't get jobs. Couldn't get, couldn't get assistance themselves. It's like the, the, it's like nobody's trying to be no nobody's trying to be the white man they're just trying to be the best man that they can be and the only thing he did only thing this dude did was turn around and make it to where it seemed like what he everything that he was saying was like pandering no, I actually think that that's how he feels that is like it's like yo. It was like when he keep on saying, like you say, he keep on saying, "Y'all, did you not look in the mirror this morning and see that you were black as well?" It's like he is like it sounds. He sounds like the type of he sounds like the type of guy that didn't have a father that doesn't have a father at home and his mother taught him all this stuff because how many times have you ever heard a dude saying, "Yeah, I'm a mother saying." It was like your father ain't shit. Your father ain't gonna do this. Your father ain't gonna do that. It was like when it comes to when it comes to divorces, like it's always been said, it's the women who is the women who end the relationships. They're the ones who end the marriages. They're the ones who it's like they're the ones statistically that do it. And then when it actually happens, all of a sudden it turns into a situation to where she chooses because it's like there may be. There may be there may be certain situations to where it's like there the uh, man in the household isn't it's like he may be abusive he may be somebody who you can't count on and you feel like the the old adage I can do bad by myself but then but it's like you then you turn around and teach these young men and women that your daddy ain't shit. And then they go ahead and believe that because the only person that's telling them this is the person that they trust the most. So they go ahead and have that instilled inside of them. Yeah, People you don't speak, seem to understand that. You, you speak like you know that from experience, bro. <laughs> that, that's but the, the thing, it's you see it. It's like you see it every day. Like one of my exes were always saying that. Baby father won't shit. He he don't do this. He don't do that. And it was like the and the only thing you did was was think that because I bought you some clothes that I'm the better parent. That that's not. It's like I bought you clothes and I bought you clothes and decided to peel and decided to go out and do whatever. It was like buying me clothes didn't make you a better parent. 
helping me in my homework. That makes you a better parent. Take is like, like, um, spending time with me makes you the better. It makes you the better parent. It's like makes you a better parent. Not not just you. I came home from school and you and you're not home, but you left a note on the freaking uh a note on the bed with a, with um some new outfits and saying, hey, I'm sorry. I went to go out with I went to go out with uh went to go out with the girls, but here's a few outfits. I love you. That's it's like it seems like that's love nowadays. Let me purchase some shit. It's like no matter it's like how parenting how parenting is nowadays. Like I said, it started out with the father being kicked out of the home. Yeah, it started off with the father getting kicked out of the home because welfare said no man is going to be inside the house if you want to get this help. So everything suffers because of that. And then it starts as the trickle down effect, but nobody wants okay. to seem to want to talk about that. Okay. Um, King Sean, what do you, what do you got to say about um... Hey man, that man was talking his shit. I just wanted to say a little louder for the people in the back. So Everything Zero say is right. I just want to go a little deeper into the box score. So Yeah, I need that box plus minus. So um <laughs> I commented I commented on this post. Yeah, I saw it. And um and my statement was okay, here's the issue. Him stating all this is exactly what's wrong with the black community. There is literally no one else that makes more videos about what's wrong with this section of the community more than black people? How about we are all to blame as an entity? He also speaks of black men. Also when he speaks of black men, is he speaking to black men as a whole or black Americans? There are several communities that are led by black men that thrive here in America, as well as across the globe. Also white men aren't the only people who lead. Men are the lead in every community, no matter the race. There are more hate crimes against races or gays or trans done by white men than any other race. Yet he says black men hate gays the most. Leadership shouldn't be patriarchal or matriarchal. It should be communal. Also, when you consider how racism has influenced many issues in the black community, it serves no one to blame one sector of the community for the problems of the community. Laws were put in place that kept black men from owning homes, that kept black men away from the home in order to get welfare assistance, kept black men unemployed or in low-wage jobs for a long time. When I was younger, I used to, I was on this tip myself. Until I got out of my small circle and expanded my horizons, sounding like a bitter person who's dealing with trauma that may have been caused by a black man. Who knows? But to say that black communities should be matriarchal but then blame the people who you say, <coughs> excuse me, uh, where was I? Uh, who you say, say are so absent 
that they are or that they don't matter is a contradiction. That means with the absence of the black patriarchy, the black community is already matriarchal. So the failures of the black community is due to the matriarchal nature of it. And we know that's not true on either side. Leaders should lead. Gender shouldn't matter. That's why it should be communal. Anyways, those are my thoughts as a man on this subject. But I noticed there were no women who responded, replied, liked, or anything, because it wasn't speaking to what they wanted to what they wanted to hear. And that's why I said something about it when because both things could be right at the same time. Because I think, like you said, it may he may actually feel this way, but then knowing to say this is also pandering in my in my eyes because it's like like you said, look at the look at the comments. How many how many women agreed versus disagreed? Here's it's here's like, here's here's the issue with that. Here's the issue with that, and why I think that. Why I think that um, though you're right, I don't want to say it's pandering because I guarantee you, if we made a video, if we made a podcast video and put it out and did nothing but bash women, there'll be a million men that agree with us and a million women that will try to fight us on it. We've experienced this already. Yeah. So that's why I'm saying it's not necessarily even pandering. We didn't do that video to pander. We did it because we wanted to. So with that concept, um, he might have actually felt that way and women gravitated to it. And it was just, so he did say one thing. He did, he did say a couple of things that made sense. African-American males are the least educated and the most incarcerated. That is true. Mm-hmm. But we have to understand African-American males, the a lot of these African-American males that don't get educated and have uh, and have a high incarceration rate have one thing in common, the absence of the patriarch. They also have another thing in common, poverty. So if you believe that the leadership of the black community should be from the mother. You have to blame that on the mother. Why? Because if there is an absence of patriarchy and you already said to yourself and said to all these women that they are the ones who should be leading. Their leadership is driving you. And I'm not saying that I'm not, anybody who hears this episode, don't get it twisted. Like there's plenty of single mothers doing good things and having good children and doing all this other stuff. I'm speaking to what he's speaking to. I'm speaking to the people who he's speaking to when it comes to this statistic. You cannot say that the patriarchy doesn't matter, but then on the other hand, say, well, it's your fault because there's no patriarchy. That doesn't make sense. That is nigga shit. Why? Because the great boondocks episode that brought Martin Luther King back to life said, it looks like we lost Sean, um, said that when we have 
when we have uh and also if my sound sounds off is because I'm on my AirPods, my what's it called? Um, gotcha. was getting low. Um the 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 whole concept of this is okay, there's no there's no father in the community, but you just say you don't need no father. So uh, but like I said, the great Martin Luther King, at least when it comes to that episode, said, niggas are walking contradiction. Niggas love to hear themselves talk, but hate to explain. Like, that's what that was. That niggas was a nigga talking. Niggas are, um, niggas are always, are the judge and jury. Exactly. And um, and like I said, he was saying like, okay, they're they're black men are saying that women have too many kids, but you're but it's y'all absence that makes them have too many kids. It, let's just be real about it. If there's a woman who has five kids, even with the same man, they get divorced. She it don't matter. It only have to be a bunch of different kids or a bunch of different baby daddies. And what who what who knows what the reason for divorce is? How do you the, you know it could be the, the the wife cheated like in my case? You know who knows? I don't know. I'm just saying to it, it is uh it is misguided to also say that black men are trying to be like white men because they want to lead. Men want to lead. Men that's just a thing that men want that men have a desire for. Most men, I should say, or many men. I shouldn't even say most men. Because most men, they, tr- they, they, they try to take that leadership role because that's what they're told they should do. Mm-hmm. And they're told by women they should do it. So it's not, it, you know what I'm saying? It's just like, but you're over here saying, oh, matriarch, it should be matriarchal and this, that, and the other. That doesn't even make sense. So it's already matriarchal. So you can't, so it's, if it's being led by women and that's what, According to him, I'm not even saying this is real, but according to him, and like I said, the most of the men who are getting these young men who are getting imprisoned and not educated come from single family, single parent homes, and most single parent homes are led by the mother because the court system usually gives the kids to the mother because mothers, if they are working, generally have easier schedules easier schedules to manage children. Mm-hmm. And so with all these things being said, there was no context, just like when we were talking about our last uh, topic, there's no context to this. It's just, I'm going to put this up there and say this stuff. And, and then let's that's see it. what happens. And I'm going to get a bunch of likes and comments because that's what women do. Women, black women love bashing black men and black men love bashing black women. And it's got to stop. It's got to stop. It's so pathetic. Oh, yeah. Let's, we shout. How the hell can we overcome when we can't even overcome ourselves? You can't even overcome yourself, but you're about to overcome racism. You're about to overcome bigotry. You're about to overcome discrimination. You're about to overcome poverty. What are you talking about? And he's talking about, oh, well, y'all don't even know how to die right. Y'all can't even die right. People, a whole bunch of people are loving that, that little that little segment of his stuff. 70% of America does not have life insurance. It's not a black problem. 
it's like when if people can't afford it, people can't afford it. Well, no, no, it's not. It's not something. It's not something that. And it's not, not really something. That, but I'm not. I'm not even buying that. Not you even. can get life insurance for cheap. They got commercials all the damn time of life insurance yeah, costing ten dollars a month. It might not be a lot of life insurance, but it's something. And I do believe that everybody should have something. Yeah. But I'm just saying it's not a. It's an America problem. It's not a black community problem. So that, like you, you know, our mother didn't work and she had life insurance. She got she and because she she ended up deciding to get um, life insurance after she had cancer, she had to get a, one of those cheap policies that didn't do a uh, a health a health check. Yeah, they just gave you like twenty thousand dollars or whatever it would be a life insurance. And it's like yo, like you can't you can't like you just you just got to educate yourself. You just got to educate yourself on basic things. This stuff wasn't, this stuff isn't hard to find. All the stuff he was talking about, like these talking points that he was making, it wasn't hard to find. Um, and all honestly, I didn't even look up any of the things that he was saying. I just know this from experience. And also we grew up, you and I grew up in a single parent home and our mother passed away when she was, when she was 44, you were about to turn 18, I was 16. So you were 17, I was 16. Neither one of us been to jail. Now, we neither of, us, neither one of us went to college either, but neither one of us went to jail. And it's just like, yo, like, it, that, she, she raised us right. She raised us right. She didn't raise us to hate our father, even though he wasn't that great of a person. Yeah. Like she didn't raise us to do what this guy was saying. And then he's been like, it's like you look in the mirror, like King Sean said before we lost him, you look in the mirror and don't see yourself as a black man. And what are you? And I, I think he was going, he was going about this because I think when he said y'all, he was talking about straight black men, not necessarily black yeah. men as a whole, but he is still a black man. So you gotta see that within yourself. Yeah, and no matter you don't what your sexual yourself, preference is, you're still a man at the end of the day. Exactly. And if you don't know yourself, then and it, it's like, and then he's like, oh, if a woman is independent, if she's too good at it, then you you think you think that she, you know, she don't need you or whatever. And then he's like, oh, women don't really need you anyways. But it's like at the end of the day, we need each other. We need each other. It's it, there's no nobody has ever gotten to the top of a mountain by themselves. You don't climb Mount Everest by yourself. Teams climb Mount Everest. You know what I'm saying? Like, it don't work like that. Teams go to the moon. Like, you know what I'm saying? There, there ain't no elevator to success. And I, and I mean that when it comes to marriage. I mean that when it comes to business. There's no elevator to success. There's only elevators in tall sky rises. So it's just like, yo, like you gotta, this guy was horribly misguided. He was horribly wrong. And that's why like one of the things I've, 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 I've stayed away from, even though it might get us a lot of likes and views, I've stayed away from the whole black community thing. Now I'll talk about women in the whole on this show. I'll talk about men as a whole on this show, but I'm not specifically talking about a sector of people because it's it's not right. It don't help nobody. 
How about you guys actually have conversations if you think there's something wrong, except for just, like you said, pandering. And I'm not saying that he was – I, I don't know if he really – that was his, that was his uh, intention. But that's what he was doing, to your point. That's what he was doing. Because this was all about how insignificant black men are and how superior black women are and how black women should lead. But like I said, under the leadership of black women, these are the things that have been going wrong. So you can't say it's not important. And then I don't know who is saying who's saying that um, gay men is because men are gay because of an absence of a father or whatever. I don't know who's actually saying that. All I know is I got a really good friend. He's gay. He's had both parents in his life, his entire life. They're still married to this day, Deontay Wilder. Like that don't mean anything. And I never even thought of that. Mm-hmm. But it's just like now I've I've seen a lot of dudes who um who grow up with nothing but women. They got grandma, mom, aunts, all, you know, aunts and everything like that. Now a whole lot of male influence that do a lot of feminine things, but they don't necessarily, they're not necessarily gay. But it's just like, bruh, like, what do you mean? Like all this stuff, like I said, the only real point that he made was the least educated and most incarcerated. That was the only thing that he said that was factually true. Everything but there's else a reason like was for a, that. Yeah, everything, everything else is opinion without context. I'm like, dude, now, personally, personally, the black men that I'm around, they're all successful. They all marry. They all got kids. They all, they all own their house. They all make good money. Like, that's, that's just, that's, that's what I'm around. So I don't know what his exposure is. And also, and me and the Dutchess were talking about this um, before I closed. We were talking about how women in a support role tend to thrive more. Not like when it comes to not only like overall, not I'm, overall, I don't know how happy they are, but they tend to do better, have longer lasting relationships and um and everything like that, more so than the career woman. The career woman who focuses on her career, she ends up having children um, much later than she expected or than she might have desired. Um, she ends up divorced, divorced, divorced quicker and more frequently than a supportive woman. Like, the, you know, so it's, um, and I'm not saying that that, that means that they're, who one successful one, one isn't. But when you break that down and, um, and you have a woman who is supportive of the man, that doesn't necessarily mean that she's not the leader. That's what I'm saying. I don't believe in the whole leadership thing being a gender role. I think whoever's fit to lead should lead. But that doesn't mean that if you lead, that doesn't mean that you don't support so, and I think that's what people get twisted. Leaders ain't, leaders support as well as get support. If, if you're a, you're, you know, they make this, the distinction, the difference between a leader and a boss. Like if you think you're here to boss people around and all you're supposed to do is make the decisions and everybody else does everything else for you, then that, I guess that, that makes you a boss, but you're not a leader. A leader is willing to put their hands in the dirt. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, me and the Dutch were talking about that. And, you know, and like I said, and, and in all honesty, 
um, with my with my best relationship and my worst relationship, my ex-wife versus the Duchess now. The Duchess has been more supportive of me than my ex-wife was. And um, we have we have been very happy together. And I'm not saying my ex-wife um, wasn't wasn't um, was trying to be the leader of the household, but it was just everything had to be on me. I had to I had to lead everything and support myself in the leadership as well. And it just don't work like that. That's not a that's not a that's not a, 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 a equation to success, a formula for success. So. Um, but you know, I want to I want to get deeper into this. Um, I would actually like to bring this up on our live stream um, this week. Uh, we lost King Sean, so I want to get a lot more of his points as well. Um, but um, but yeah, uh, that's all I wanted to say on that for now. Like I said, there's there's a lot of things that there's a lot of things that we can unpack and make this a real pulled pork sandwich. But unfortunately, we lost one of our one of our key components um, here. Uh, he was a little exhausted, so he probably went to bed. Because um, we're, like I so said, we started the podcast much later than we usually do, and we're ending it much later than we usually do. So, yeah. um, party shot, my brother. Together we stand, divided we fall. The, yeah. our, the black community has been falling from grace a lot quicker than we need to. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the reason for that, and I'm going to get to my partner shot, is, um, you know, I remember we talked about this weeks ago, and it was a Dave Chappelle joke, and he was saying, like that the gays got so much more done in such a shorter period of time than black people did. Mm-hmm. And that's why. Gay people rock with each other and they'll defend each other. Gay people do not make videos or the LGBT community does not make videos saying what's wrong with the LGBT community. They don't. They don't publicly bash. They say and this is my parting shot. Praise in public, coach in private. Stop airing out your laundry in public if you have a relationship issue. And and I mean, and I'm not talking, I'm speaking about relationship issues when it comes to the black community as well the relationship between black men and black women. Just like, let's start supporting each other, like for real. Doesn't mean that we can't disagree, but that doesn't mean we shouldn't support each other. That's what, and you know, in in all honesty, it makes a lot of sense why black people vote Democrats so heavy. Because the Democrats don't really support each other either. Nobody, no Republican liked Trump. The second he became president, they were like, we rocking with Trump. None of them liked him. But we got a job to do. Yep. Anyways, that's my part of the shot, man. 
praise in public, coach in private. Stop airing out your laundry. This has been the Pulled Pork episode. Be out here getting barbecue because we hungry. Listen to us every Wednesday, wherever you listen to podcasts. We would love your feedback as well. If you have anything, feel free to join us on the Facebook page, the Between Brothers Podcast Facebook page. We also have a Twitter now. I'm starting to tweet a little bit on there. Uh, Got to get more consistent with that, but uh, I suck at social media half the time. But um, we also have a TikTok page. Uh, it's the Between Brothers Podcast. I think that's what it's called. I don't know. The Dutch has made it up. We're going to put some clips up there, some preview clips, because for some reason, YouTube has not been one to work with me. So, uh, but we'll get that out there. Um, feel free to talk, uh, to reach out to us um, through the comment section on wherever there, there are. And let's, let's, uh, let's, let's get, let's grow together. Help us grow. Share this with everybody you can. Um, share it on your page. Get some coworkers to listen to it. Tell them to subscribe to it so they can listen to it. Whatever, family, whatever, if you like what we're doing. Um, and also, AskTheMediaLLC.com. There's going to be some product coming up there soon. Um, so, shameless plug there. And uh, that's it, man. This, is between, this has been the Between Brothers Podcast. We'll see you next week.